We Got the Geek is recorded before a live studio audience. All right, this is uh, Jay Stu, and uh, this week we're trying a little something different. Uh, everyone's at home, isolated because of the uh, the lovely coronavirus. So uh, for the first time, we're trying to do a remote podcast, and I'm joined here from, I guess, Shed Studios, uh, my good friend Colin. How's it going? It's going just fine. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can definitely hear you. It's the first time I've ever had someone on on, uh, my speaker on the phone, too. This is actually kind of cool, because most of the time, I don't know, I've never tried this, so it's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm hoping it works out, but uh, it's been a crazy time, as we were saying, off the recording, and um, how's your uh, last couple of weeks been? Well, strange. I don't want to get into too much personal stuff. but No, that's cool. Um, I'm still working. I'm considering in a essential service. I'm a, a city bus driver. Yeah. So that's been interesting, too, right? Because we're all taking, everyone's taking precautions. Good, good. You know what? It's it's good. I don't I don't mean to get all like political or anything here, but like <laughs> we went to Walmart today, like my wife and I too. Yeah. And they've got like dedicated lanes and stuff for you to walk. Yeah. Have you shopped like lately? I haven't been in Walmart since they did that. Uh, I know uh, last week at the dollar store and places like that, they started to uh, tape off the floor so that you were like six feet apart, and then. You had to go put your stuff on the counter and then back up while they went through it. Okay. No, okay. So then you haven't been to Walmart. So this is cool because we walked in. took me a few minutes to figure it out. I'm walking in. I'm looking. I'm looking at the floor, and I'm like, they've got arrows. Like, go this way, right? Yeah. In this lane. So you know how you have, like, an aisle way and then a left and right side? Yeah. Well, they've got arrows going each way like you're in traffic, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you go down each aisle, it's one way. Okay. So you have to go, like, up an aisle and then walk through and then go around and come around the other way to keep traffic moving one way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's, it's I think, you know, good. they're doing everything they can. Yeah. But if only anybody looked at the frickin' floor to figure out which direction they're going in, I was starting to get into it. But then you start to get pissed off at people and go, look at the damn floor! There's arrows! <laughs> It's a little nerve-wracking, but yeah. anyway, back, Wait. back to what we were talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, we don't want to get too political, but um, I guess I'm going to ask you this right off the bat, because I know the last few times I've been to your place, we've uh, I've kind of noticed you, you're into watching uh, old TV series DVDs. Um, when I can, yes. When you can. I mean, last time we did WKRP and I think a little bit of Good Times. Um, yeah. Anything you've been watching in the last couple of weeks? Actually, no. Um, I'm pretty much a slave to my family, so what they watch, I watch. And I have yeah. had, we, were, we were at home, and unless I'm watching with somebody, I won't watch TV. I don't watch by myself. Oh, okay. So I couldn't get everybody together. We had a few communal things, but I gotta tell you. Um, then again, I don't. I don't know. I don't. Am I cool to just rant here for a bit, Jay? Like, yeah. To get mad? Go for it. No, I'm just saying it's funny because I got everybody home, right? Like, I'm, you get your kids in school, and then everybody's under the same roof, and that can either drive you crazy or do a couple other things. But yeah, every everyone in my house seemed to be 
doing their own thing for the most time. Okay. So that left me on my own. And I won't watch TV on my own, so I've been doing other things like more music and cleaning the house and doing that kind of stuff. I right. guess I'm domesticated. So that's how I've spent my time. I haven't really watched much. I've listened a lot, but okay. I haven't really watched too much. Okay. How about you? Uh, actually, I decided... I would finally go back and rewatch 24. Remember that show from the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah, I do. I watched it for quite a while and missed most of the episodes, but I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I'm watching season one, which I can't believe came out 19 years ago now, by the way. Wow. And yeah, I just thought it might be like a fitting show to watch during these days. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I, I've been talking to a couple people who have watched the movie Contagion, eh? Mm hmm. Have you watched it? I've never seen it, no. Watch it, Jay. Like, it's crazy. It's it's the virus. Yeah. It's the whole, whole freaking story, man. It's Matt Damon and, you know, whatever. I don't watch a lot. I just told you my whole scenario. Right? Yeah. But we watched it because it was on Netflix. Yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow's in it and Matt, Matt Damon. Yeah. And it's about, a, it's about a virus that, like, you know, totally goes across the, you know, it spreads exactly like like this one. Yeah. Right. So it's it's almost like it's kooky. And I noticed that a lot of the shows were playing all those kind of movies as soon as you know yeah. the disaster movies and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I was saying to someone, probably Sarah, at the beginning of all this, that man, I have watched too much stuff like Walking Dead in my life because this is just like. Such a weird scenario the last few weeks. It is. It is. And uh, can I uh, share a personal experience with you? Sure. Being at home and everything like that, like, you get to the point where you're stuck at home, right? You don't move at all. Yeah. So you're not getting daylight. You're not getting fresh air. You're getting nothing. So you rely on everything you're getting off your, your phone. Yeah. And everything you're getting off the news, right? Exactly. So... When, when I was home, um, I had to pick up my son from university, move him back, right? And, yeah. of course, school's canceled. So we're all into the same room. And as you're sitting there, I'm like, well, how bad is this? You know, because you see all this weird stuff happening, and people would have taken it a little too far. Because it's a fine line between careful and paranoid. Yes. Right? So so there's this, right? And, and I've had, I'm sure everybody's had their their experiences this way, but... Um, you know, so I'm sitting there thinking, um, it's one of those brain farts I had. As we're sitting there talking about, um, sorry, this happens to me. I think it's a brain tumor thing. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) But as, as I'm sitting here thinking about how everybody's doing their own thing, I thought, well, I guess I should look. And, and do my own thing. So I'm, I'm house cleaning, and then I thought, I'll go on the phone and the computer, and I started to follow the, the virus, right? Yeah. And the different extent that it's taking with everything. And I started to get pretty paranoid about it. Like, if you look under Google, you know, right underneath Paul McCartney and D. Snyder showing up <laughs> on my fucking phone, every freaking time I punch it in, Right after that, <laughs> my first search is coronavirus update. Yeah. And I'm looking at numbers and stuff like it's a de- devil's lottery, right? Yeah. And and I, I fell into that where I was checking it like a lot because you're at home. You're not going out. Right? Yeah. 
And then I went back to work because it was off March break, and I went back to work, and I was like, thank God. Like, because uh, I'm outside a bit. Um, so, and pretty much nobody's coming around, right? Because yeah. most people are staying home. Um, so, but, I mean, seriously, it's so dark and dismal, and with all this crap going on, get outside. Yeah. Like, it, just a few minutes makes a big difference. I've been out there, like, I was out there in shorts when it was, like, what, five degrees? Yeah. I looked like a goof, right? Because they were not pretty shorts. <laughs> I, was, I was wearing one of my, like, old Bruce Springsteen, the Rising Tour shirts with a really bad pair of shorts. But I was out there just, like, cleaning up garbage going, look, sunshine, and it was warm. <laughs> and so it's coming. That's coming anyway. Oh, no, I hear you. We, uh, well, I told you a few weeks ago we got a new puppy. So I've been getting out after work and walking her a couple times a day, and uh, Sarah and I uh, alternate in the morning, so we'll get up one, I got, like today was my day, I got up at six in the morning and walked her around a little bit. Nice. So that's that's been my getting out time. But it, it, it's good, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I know, like, you kind of dread it sometimes when you're tired, but I mean, check it out there for a few minutes, like... I miss how much walking we used to do. Remember, like, we walked everywhere. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. And, I don't know, it's, it's nice. Like, you got to realize you miss that. You don't have it as, a, <laughs> as an option, right? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> Feel free to ask away your questions, but I'll just sit here and no, I... hit all that. I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, let's see. All right. Well, what kind of stuff have you been listening to uh, lately? You said you've been listening to a lot of music. Yeah, actually, a ton of Dylan. Okay. Yeah. You were telling yeah, me earlier, gonna... telling me earlier today, he's got a new song out. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool actually. It's called um, and why do I forget it right now? I listened to it like five times last night, but it's called A Murder Most Foul. Oh, okay. And um, it's weird. It's got... He, he allude, okay. Let me try to um, condense this, okay? All right. A Murder Most Foul. You don't really know when it's recorded, but he just released it at midnight. Okay. Um, two days ago or... I guess it is now. And uh, it's a 17-minute song. Oh, wow. And it's slow. And the thing that I love about, well, I love everything about Dylan. Um, but, I mean, his his music, like he loves Cole Porter and all the old Stankettes and all this stuff. You know those people that we're, we've crossed over with a few times? Yeah. He loves that kind of stuff, right? So it's his music, but just his poetry is Unbelievable. So anyway, it's a 17-minute song, basically about Kennedy's death. Okay. All right. And it's 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 cool to listen to. Like you've got to fuck. You should just sit there and listen to it for. It's brilliant. He alludes to his how Kennedy was. They were out to get him, and he alludes to music at the time. He alludes to. Fuck, man. Everything. Stevie Nicks. Oh, wow. Uh, there's Billy Joel references. Okay. Um, there was a Billy Joel reference to All the Good Die Young. Like, you have to listen to how he's laying out the tunes and the groove. Like, I'm sorry, with the words and the groove, because 
he does, yeah, Stevie Nicks, and there's so many lines you'll recognize from songs, artists, and everything from that time. You really should listen to it. Yeah, I'll give it a shot and see what it's like. It's, uh, so anyway, the first song in eight years that he released, so. Okay. Anyway, I like it. I've been listening to that, a lot of that, a lot of Billy Bragg. All right. I've been a lot. Right. And thinking of shows that you and I have seen. I've been listening to Badfinger. Okay. I, you might notice everything starts with me. <laughs> I'm going with my playlist here because I'm holding my phone in my hand on speaker, and I, I can't really see what I'm doing. Um, so if I went through A to Z, um, this is everything that I've been listening to without looking at them. Pretty much, let's go. Badfinger, uh, Billy Bragg, Bob Dylan, uh, Birds, uh, Crowded House, uh, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yeah. I could do this all night. That's boring. Um, <laughs> ask me another question. Um, ask me the same question that I didn't answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I kind of rediscovered Big Country a little bit this week. They uh, put out, like, a brand-new Greatest Hits. Uh, I think it's called uh, Ultimate Collection or something like that. Okay. And, uh, it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. I'll, I'll definitely download that. Everything you tell me, that you listen to, I listen to. I don't know if you know that. No, I don't know if I knew that, but thanks. I do the no, same, no, too, by the way. Every single song. You know a song I think about that with all the time is uh, is uh, Wound Up With You? Uh, oh, yeah. Because you mentioned that once, so I download it, put it on my playlist. Well, now it's on the playlist. Oh, cool. Oh, so awesome. So if I listen to it and it's on my freaking playlist, guess what I listen to every day if my playlist gets passed? See. <laughs> okay, cool. No, so that's funny because if you mention a song to me, I will. I will listen to it because uh, I'm trying to restrict it to one playlist, so it's funny how that mm. happens. Sometimes I have to jump partway through so I can, like, go J to Z yeah. rather than just rocking, you know, A to J every day. So. Well, you put stuff in my head all the time, too. Uh, the other day, you mentioned a uh, Tom Petty song from the 90s, uh, Two Gunslingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's off of Enter the Great Wide Open, which I couldn't remember the last time I listened to that album. So I threw that on, and it's still a really good album. It is. You know what? Because I've, I've been having these weird flashbacks lately. And, and, and how, I re- I, how I remember this is uh, when we saw Petty in concert, we bought, uh, we, well, we tried to meet him afterwards, and that was stupid, because, you know, that wouldn't happen. But yeah. Great show, great show. Bought it, bought it. Uh, I would not buy it. I didn't like any of the Petty shirts, because, you know, sometimes he looks a little odd, and the shirts weren't that flattering. Yeah. But I do remember buying one of the cheap tour shirts out front. Yeah. That was that said Tom Petty into the great wide open and it was like a a 7XL <laughs> shirt or some shit like this right and I'm like it was huge like it, it hit my girth because <laughs> I had a beer gun at the time and I wasn't I wasn't thin so I'm like I'm gonna wear this shirt forever <laughs> I my gut it was made of like burlap <laughs> 
Do you remember it? I think so. I I I can't remember if I bought a shirt on that tour. No, uh, I don't think you I no, I, I, I think I was the one. <laughs> anyway, it lasted a little while, it was pretty cool. I think I just bought I, a tour program that night, because I, I came across that lately. Yeah. But I don't think I bought a shirt on that one. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so you were talking about concerts and stuff, and I had a bit of a problem with that. All right. Well, I, I think I wrote down, like, I don't know, ten. And they're random. Some of them were, like, nothing to do with what we would consider communally yeah. great concerts. But I'm just talking about epic moments in our life. So I've got about ten. I don't know. How many did you write down? Five? I did five. Um, okay, then I'll try to I'll try to pick five that tie in with us. Let me just. Right. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, man. What? You don't have to hang up or anything, but let's take a break because when I edit this, I'll throw in a commercial, cool. and then uh, we'll be right back momentarily. And now a word from our sponsors. Sketchbook Comics and Games is a store that is something awesome for everyone. In addition to selling comics, board games, and action figures, there are tables for open gaming. Wednesday nights, Sketchbook features game night starting at 6 p.m. Friday through Sunday, Sketchbook is the place to be for Magic the Gathering. The store is located at 224 Glenridge Avenue, Unit 9 in St. Catharines. Come on down for all your geek comic book needs. Hi, this is Candy Cosplay, and you're listening to We Got the Geek. All right, we are back on, uh, I guess... Tales from the Shed, the home edition? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, before we get into our concert list, uh, I was talking about Bob Dylan a little bit, and I'll tell you how this fits in in a, in a second. Um, we haven't really... We, last time we saw each other was in February, I think? Or end of I January? I, no, I guess... A, whatever, it was a couple months ago. Overdue, anyway. Yeah, so... In that time, like, I've been, like, totally excited for a specific album for the last year. Um, on Valentine's Day, we finally got the new Huey Lewis album. Right. I got that, yeah. Um, which, by the way, didn't come out in Canada for some reason. Oh. So I, I tried I, looking for it when I was at Sunrise. And... Yeah. Yeah, you know what's real funny about Sunrise? They had uh, a greatest hits there, like a rare greatest hits that's been long out of print forever for some reason. Okay. It had, like, different songs on it. But, yeah, it didn't come out of Canada. I ordered it from Amazon before all this crap started. It still hasn't shown up. But I, I've definitely been listening to it on uh, Spotify a lot. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but you want your copy, right? Yeah, definitely. So i got to ask you, like, what would you think of it? Um, I liked it. Um, I don't know if I can actually... Oh, shit, I'm trying to think of Spotify. I really, really like... I'd like to look at the songs and tell you, but I'm on the phone right now, and I don't know if I could do that and not lose you. Well, I think you mentioned you like the song Pretty Girls Everywhere. Yeah, I like that. That was a cool group, man. It kind of, like, sort of reminded me of Buzz, Buzz, Buzz a little bit. It did me, too, and I thought that's where it belonged. I don't know if you picked up on the text I sent you last week about uh, uh, Rick Springfield's song. Yes. The Devil You Know. Did you listen to it? Yeah. And? Uh, you're right. It did sound a little bit like hard to play. No, but I just mean it should have gone on there. Like yeah. It had a very Huey Lewis and the news feel. A little like bit, a very, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> no, that's fine. 
Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Some of the stuff like took me right back to when we were kids in the eighties. And uh, I mean, it's it's sad that he was only able to do seven songs before he lost the hearing. Uh, yeah. What'd you think of the country song on there? Um, I liked it, and I actually think Willie should do it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I I, I really liked it. I liked the way he went about it. And it for some for me, it actually it rang. It didn't. How should I say this? It didn't sound like some tribute sound or stuff when they come across cheesy. Yeah. It, it actually fit right in with, like, the style that he was complimenting. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think so. Nah, you don't. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Anyway, for, for some reason, it, a lot. it took me a while to warm up to the ballad for some reason. Yeah, well, you know, everything... Everything has to, you know, I think of a Barney Bentall line. I don't know. I think of poetry a lot, but. Right. Um, when you said it takes a while to warm up to it. Yeah. Like, it's got to settle, right? Yeah. You remember that, you remember that line from the Barney Bentall song where, where he's talking about, it was in Lost Weekend, um, when he said, when the whiskey spills on the bar. Yeah. And he says, look at how it works to bring out the grain. Right. Well, it's it's true, right? Like, oh yeah. As things age and as things get exposed to stuff, they they stand out more, right? And I thought yeah. a lot of, I thought, I don't know, I thought a lot of it rang true. So, right now, the reason I brought up Dylan, I guess uh, I've watched uh, since he wasn't able to tour behind the album, he did a lot of uh, sit down like one hour interviews, and okay. uh, he sat down with his one guy. And uh, I, they asked him what his biggest regrets were. And uh, Huey's two biggest regrets were the one was in the 80s, they got offered millions of dollars to do a Pepsi commercial. Yeah. And uh, he said no, because at the time, not a lot of people were doing that. But now yeah. he wishes he would have. Yeah. And the other big regret, I guess after sports, uh, Bob Dylan mailed him a song to record with a note. Really? Yeah, with a note that said, I really liked your album. I, I know your next album's going to be great. I, I wrote you a song, and I, I hope you would record it. But oh I guess my, he, didn't, he didn't do it, obviously. Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't, he didn't give a reason why. Like, maybe he thought he was too big at the time, or he just wanted to put his own stuff out. But. Oh. Oh. oh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts so bad. <laughs> But I guess, I I guess, I'm sorry, pardon me. Oh, and he was also talking about how he didn't understand why he didn't record it because Dylan is one of his big heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, life, right? I was watching a couple specials on YouTube this week and it was like, this was great. Uh, If I may, for a minute, explain. Yeah, go ahead. So anyway, I bought this shirt. Oh, can I do my little, um, Lewis, you know, Lewis Black rants. Sure. In between all my comments. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I've mentioned this to you. You're a large man sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So am I, right? So I really hate when I go to Giant Tiger or any other store, and I, I go right for the huge guy section, right? Yeah. What, what have they got for me? <laughs> and I think I've told you this before. 
<laughs> if we're our size, they assume we want Thriller. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen, um, oh, what else have I seen? Bowie. Yeah. Looking a little queer. Yeah. Not wanting to wear that. Yeah. Um, I've seen, and she wouldn't want to wear, like, you know, Asia. Asia. Stuff, stuff that never really was cool, right? I'm like, I'm not going to buy this. So, if, if I can say this right now. Yeah. I'm wearing a really, really bad shirt. We went to Walmart today, and I was looking through the clearance rack of bustle shirts. Yeah. You know, because you kind of look at, you know, what can I use and buy for, like, $2, right? Yeah. So I'm looking through all these, and they had some, you know, some stuff. I don't want the Darth Vader facial expression shirt. Like, <laughs> you're limited, right? Yeah. So I found this Grateful Dead shirt, but they only had it in XL. I, I haven't been in XL since 1984. Oh, I hear you. But I bought it. And I'm wearing it, and <laughs> I was doing dishes and, <laughs> and it's brought up to me a couple times. I can't take you seriously while you're wearing that shirt. I'm like, but I love the color. Oh, man. <laughs> Grateful Dead, Summer Tour 1993. Right. Which I wish I could have gone to and didn't. But it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. So it's not a good look for me. Um, <laughs> put me back on the right path, Jay. Where were we? Uh, we were talking about Huey Lewis. I know where to go from here, actually. He was also talking about being in We Are the World. And, yes. And uh, you'll be happy to know, it seems like the two guys he talked to the most at that session was uh, was Dylan and Willie Nelson. Really? They talked a lot about golfing, I guess. Yeah. Well, Willie's a huge golfer. I didn't know about Dylan. Dylan's very mysterious. Yeah. So, that's cool. And I bring up We Are the World because uh, someone posted it on Facebook this week. I hadn't seen that in forever. Yeah. Uh, some of it hasn't aged well. No. I love Kenny Rogers in the sweatshirt, right? <laughs> yeah. I like that. Kim <laughs> Carnes. She had that <laughs> I guess I never noticed this before, but Lindsey Buckingham's there, and they never let him have a solo. No, that's probably why I was pissed off. <laughs> He's right underneath Prince. Remember, remember that skit from SNO? Yeah. I am the world. <laughs> I am the children. Oh, jeez. And Dan Aykroyd's there. Yes. He's A, he's not a singer. B, he's not American. So... No, but he did Blues Brothers, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. you know, so there's that. Yeah, at least they didn't give Bette Midler a solo. She's no. there. No, we don't need her. <laughs> but uh, but I, I noticed a few things. Al Jarreau. Al Jarreau, he's making the weirdest faces while he's singing, and then does this <laughs> weird spin away from the mic as Bruce slowly walks up. Well, you're going to have to watch it again. <laughs> Oh, jeez. And then Willie's got I can't short watch hair. Lights, but I'll watch <laughs> yeah, Willie's got, like, shortish hair in that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of funny to watch now. It's, it's actually heartwarming. Yeah. When you look back, and I, I, I still think you and I watching Live Aid, like, as it was going on in 85. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all day at my house. Yeah. With your dad there. Talking about how 
<laughs> like we we were arguing with a with Dire Straits <laughs> lyrics. Yes. Remember? Yes. Why would he sing about MTV? It's my own TV. I know. It's great. <laughs> we're like, no, you're wrong. I am not wrong. I've had seven beers in this <laughs> noon. Oh, and uh, another thing I remember about that day is they kept, like, announcing people that never showed up. Like, yeah. coming up, maybe Bruce Springsteen and maybe Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 and they never showed up. Do you remember the commercial in between Casey Kasem's announcement? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Live Aid. <laughs> We're coming together. Oh, I'm only sorry I didn't wake up at 6 in the morning to see men at work like you did. No, but you know what? It sucks because they lost half of the footage to that, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you, are you familiar with it? I know they lost a lot of uh, footage. I also know, like, before it started, they printed up a poster that had all these people they wished were going to be there. No, but they were, Jay. A lot of people were. Rick Springfield was there. Yeah. You no, know, but they had Billy Bill Joel on the poster, and Billy Joel wasn't there. No, no. Okay, so they probably fucked it up. I'm just saying there was a lot of footage that wasn't there. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I know they did leave. Like, so many people. Was Waylon there? Hmm? Was Waylon there? Yes. Okay, okay. And he was on the poster, too. Yes. Oh, no, I understand that. Rick Springfield was there. Was he on the poster? I don't remember, but I remember seeing him that day. Yeah. But, I mean, all the footage was kind of lost, and especially what they released as the concert, right? Because I have the concert. Oh, yeah, I remember they put the DVD out, like, years later, and half the stuff they couldn't find anymore. No, because it got burned in a fucking fire. I read that. It got, it got, you know what else is good? Can I just give a little aside here? Sure, go ahead. I, we've got a, a window. I don't know why she bought it, but, you know, you know how you want to, uh, sometimes you want a good uh, crapper read? You know? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? A magazine. Yeah. Some while you're pinching off the daily list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So she bought this thing, and it was like 1,500 facts, and we'll scare the crap out of you or whatever. So I'm reading it. And this was kind of funny. It wasn't. It didn't scare the crap out of me, but all the footage of the first walk on the moon yeah. got taped over. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so there's no official <laughs> copies of that anymore, because I guess somebody yeah. wanted to watch Golden Girls or something. <laughs> so they, they taped it. Yeah. I... I uh, I read, uh, I've been reading about this a long time, uh, the BBC, I guess, back in the 60s, didn't give a shit about saving anything, right. so they recorded over, like, a lot of the early Doctor Who episodes, <laughs> nice. but a lot of, some of the episodes have turned up in people's homes, like, guys that used to work at the BBC, I think wow. uh, they're still missing, like, over 100 episodes from the early days, right? Wow. Hey, we're at that time where we're going to run another commercial. So we'll be back and we'll talk some concerts when we come back. Nice. Stay tuned, loyal listeners. There's more We Got the Geek still to come. You're listening to the Points of Interest Podcast Network. You can find us at poipodcast.com. For the love of pod. 
Hey, this is The Lauren Show, and you are watching We Got the Geek. All right, welcome back to uh, our Away from the Shed episode. I'm here with uh, Colin, and uh, we're trying the uh, podcasting by phone thing. Hopefully it's going to work. I uh, got my fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, just thinking earlier in the week when I messaged you, uh, a lot of the, uh, well, a lot of all of the uh, tours and concerts have shut down uh, because of the virus. Right. And uh, just uh, thinking about some great concert moments and great concerts of our past. And uh, <laughs> you said you came up with 10 you really liked? Yeah, well, it's looking like 10. All right, well, we can talk about what we can get to. Uh, um, How about <laughs> I tell you 10 concerts. All right. And then, and then you see where yours tie into them. Okay. And we go from there. Because on mine, I know you were at a couple of them at least. Exactly. And if we don't intersect, then you can tell me yours, and then we'll make up the difference, okay? All right. I'm going to tell you, just this was hard to do. We've seen so many concerts. Okay? Yeah. So I just, ones that popped into my head for certain reasons, I noted. So I'll, I'll read them no particular order. They're all jotted down sporadically on a sheet. All right. Uh, 1994, the Rolling Stones and the Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Okay. Um, 1991, The Highwaymen. Mm -hmm. uh, 1985, Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. 1985, Willie Nelson, Will and Jenkins. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Are you still there? I'm sorry. Yeah. 1993, Johnny Cash. Mm-hmm. Um, can't remember the year, Colin Hay Acoustic. <laughs> yeah. And Tom Petty, any money? Or did I fuck that up? Yeah, did they play together? Um, was it Cheap Trick and Tom Petty? Who opened for Tom Petty? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't remember. We went to the gardens a few times. Oh, I don't remember who opened for Petty, but if you're talking Eddie Money, it was Cheap Trick and Eddie Money. Okay, so Tom Petty, no one opened. It was just Tom Petty. <laughs> I don't know why I associated them together, because we only saw three shows there, right? Oh, I, something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, so that one or two. And uh, are you ready? Barney yeah. Benthal, Lulu's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, my last one, Jeff Lynn, 2019. Sweet. And I could actually add one on the bottom just in case we're going to talk about random stuff, and that would be Post Malone, 2019. Okay. And that's pretty much what I dissected. Okay. Uh, I guess I have six here now. Okay. Um, so I have, uh, actually Barney Bentall from Lulu's, because that's just a great memory that I had with you guys, and it yeah, was a daylight sure. savings time night as well. Yeah. Um, Huey Lewis, 1986, though, I went with, the four tour. Okay, yeah, 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 Um, Colin Hay, the acoustic show, which was 1996, if you can believe. Wow. I can't believe it was that long ago, and, and we looked at the lovely picture today, I think. Yes, uh, uh, wow. Uh, what else? I got, uh, 
Uh, Brian Adams I saw play in a bar in 2007, acoustically. Um, I also have uh, Bruce Springsteen in Rochester in 2003. And then the last one, which you and Hebert were at with me, uh, Billy Joel in Hamilton in 1990. That's probably my all-time favorite concert. Yeah, I think so, too. That was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, what I remember about that night is he was just, you could tell he was in a good mood. He was making fun of everything. And I remember at one point, he that's when he was still doing Down Easter Alexa on the accordion. And I remember he had fucked up the first verse, went back to the piano at the end and said, you know, I fucked up the first verse. Here it is. And they played it again. That's awesome. And then I remember um, at the end of the night, he strapped on the harmonica. We thought he was going to do Piano Man, but... At first he did, and so it goes, which is a big song I love. So, yeah, that's that was a, a great show for me. That's uh, me and Thomas's our favorite Billy Joel songs, probably. Me too, actually. You had, once made, you had once made a comment to me years ago that, uh, that that song was about me, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I see so many similarities in that. It's, it's crazy, like... Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to sound stupid and I don't want to sound crazy, but music is like my best friend. Yeah. It's never let me down. It's yeah. never died. It's never abandoned me. And it can always enhance my emotions rather than diminish them. Yeah. And it will always be around. So it's one of those constant things in your life, right? So you you treasure stuff like that. Yeah. What was the last comment you just made? Was it about, oh, Billy Joel and it was... Uh, um. Uh, Shut. the one we had in common? No, no. I, no, it was, I remember the, my storm, really bad fitting storm front shirt. I, yeah. I'm really going on with the shirts here, but do you remember that? There was a picture of me and Dana in your kitchen, and I'm wearing yeah. a sweater over it. That one fit me for some reason. Anyway. Well, when we were looking doing this list, um, and I thought about that Colin Hay concert, like I can't believe it was that long ago. I know. I remember uh, you picked me up from KFC, and then we went right there. And I can't even remember the name of the place where we saw him. It was a club, I think, that the guy from Platinum Blonde owned. No, not Platinum Blonde. Uh, Skid Row or Brighton Rock. Ah, maybe, maybe, maybe Brighton Rock. But do you remember the name of it? I don't even remember the name of the place. I want to say Alma Combo, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was down the street from Much Music. And the size of a Lancer, really. It wasn't that big. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of people there, either. No, he set up his own equipment. Remember, we thought it was a bomb. Yeah, when's he coming out? Who's that guy with the long hair? Oh, that's him. It's a hobo. No, it's a hobo. You know, I wondered who, uh, you know, I want to follow a little bit more. I keep meaning to look him up on Spotify, but um, Lisa Germano, what's she doing now? Oh, well, dude, um, she was on some of the early Neil Finn solo albums. Okay. She was at the, the show I went to that uh, he did at the concert hall. Okay, all right. She was, uh, she didn't play the violin or anything. She was like the keyboard player. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, she's not with him anymore, but that's the last time I heard of her. Huh. I was wondering about Crystal Talaferro, too. Uh, Crystal still with Billy Joel. <laughs> let's get back on track here. Um, Please. Let's take our last commercial break. 
we come back, we can talk some more about our concert memories or some other music we're listening to. Uh, we'll be right back on our Tales from the Shed Home Edition. Hold on, true believers. There's more We Got the Geek after these words. Kristen Hunter, also known as Kiki, is a Canadian artist specializing in polymer clay creations. Being a geek at heart, most of her work is nerd-themed. Kristen has several lines of geeky creations, including steampunk, comic, and video game-inspired work, as well as sushi-themed jewelry. Kristen is always excited to create the perfect custom piece for any theme or occasion. Please check out her website at kikiscustomcreations.com. All right, we're back. I'm here with Colin. We're on the phone. We're talking music. I'm going to tell you this. I am super excited. Um, by the way, we talked a bit a couple nights ago. It's been a year since Crash Says Dummies. I know. And that review has just taken off on the podcast. It's gotten like uh, over 120 hits now. Wow. Which um, we recorded it last February. I would say from February to December of last year, maybe it got 15 hits. <laughs> But uh, I think you you brought up a good point. They they were on tour again this year. I think maybe a lot of people just discovered it that way. Yeah. But yeah, every day it's getting new hits. It's amazing. That's cool. It's that's the cool. most popular thing you and I have ever recorded together. No, no, I, and I think that's good. And I think uh, um, sorry. Oh, that's all right. I think a lot of people are tuning into this. Uh, tuning into things, too. Like, if they were going to go to a concert, they'd probably want to see what we thought of the concert. Naturally, yeah. Right? Yeah. But now all that's been interrupted because every every concert has been canceled. Yeah, even you were saying, and I found out about it later, that uh, they even canceled the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions. They canceled that, but you, you know what's really sad? I've already ranted to you about my Google problems because I really don't care about when, you know... Um, Paul McCartney had an ingrown hair and all that shit. And Dee Snyder's daughter has like a snatch infection or something. I don't care. Don't want to see it on Google. But I mean, if you go further down, you start to see all these, um, shit, I got sidetracked. Concerts being canceled? Concerts being canceled. One of the big stories was David Crosby. Oh, yeah. I was talking about how sad he was because he might lose his house. I saw that. Because he can't do her. (laughs) Fuck off. You're an asshole anyway. (laughs) No, seriously. Plan better. Yeah, every musician has done that. But what I've got a problem with is people are dying. Yeah. I don't care about David Crosby's fucking house. (laughs) Yeah, sorry to laugh at that. No, but seriously, I really don't fucking care. Yeah. I was actually contemplating going to see him in Toronto. Yeah. Because he was playing there, and I thought, you know what, just to say, you know. Yeah. But, you know, what a dick. Like, I don't care about that, right? Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember seeing the thing with, um, remember when Katrina, what was that, 2006? Yeah, yeah, I remember that, because I had to um, work during that. And then I remember seeing the Keith Urban thing where he was talking about how how he lost some of his classic guitars. Yeah. Just the, the water got into his house. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's, like, black girls two blocks away getting raped. And, 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 and like, you know, like, 
people's houses getting looted. I really don't care about your fucking guitars, Keith Urban. True. Get over yourself. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah, like, Keith Urban. Desperate times. Yeah, no. I've never, I couldn't even tell you Keith Urban's on. I couldn't either. He's married to Nicole Kidman, though, right? Well, yes. So, you know, kudos there. That's my Keith uh, Urban knowledge, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, the best thing she was in was that, uh, Fill up the um, hyperactive child's you know, <laughs> that with Mike Myers. That's Remember right. That yeah. You're the devil. You're the devil. <laughs> I, I love you, you know. <laughs> uh, here, let's Why bring. Your nipples <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it back a bit to make us feel old a little bit again. Um, this week, I was amazed to read that it was the 35th anniversary of the series finale of V. And that brought back good memories. Because remember we used to, when we were 15, I think? Uh, we'd come to your place every Friday, and uh, we'd watch it in your mom's room because she had that extra TV. Uh, usually your uncle was giving us donuts. Yes. Um yeah, wouldn't wouldn't stick around for Miami Vice though. We would leave right after V and go outside. Yes, we would. Um, what a piece of shit show now, by the way. Which one? The V, the series. Oh yeah, it's kind of odd. Uh, remember when we bought all. The, remember we go to Kohl's and buy all the friggin' phenols? Oh yeah. EJ Crispin or whatever. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The miniseries are still brilliant, but I tried to watch the regular series a couple of years ago, and I just couldn't do it. Oh. Yeah, 35 years. Oh, what show did I see him on? The guy from V that looked like Brian Mulroney? The visitor guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, John. John. The guy's name was John. Yeah, but on the it, show. Wasn't, uh, was I watching, like, shit, what were they watching? Wasn't, like, uh, Simon and Simon. It was, like, something like that. <laughs> oh, and there geez. he was. Murder, she wrote, maybe. <laughs> Simon and Simon. Could have been. No, it could have been Murder, she wrote. Oh, jeez. And he showed up, and I'm just going, it's that asshole from me with a glass. Wait a Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hold on, I almost got it. Was it T.J. Hooker? It might have been T.J. Hooker. It might have been. Oh, no, Scarecrow Mrs. King. Oh, even better. Yeah, beauty. I bought that after Linda. Scarecrow Mrs. King, and he's the police sergeant. I'm going to that asshole. With, with the brilliant acting of... Right there with yeah. Jackson. With the V. <laughs> Jackson with the V. <laughs> oh, the 80s. Good TV. Anyway, move on. Ah, uh, jeez, I don't know where I was going with that. So, uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, Bruce Boxleitner concert, now we're moving on. <laughs> Bruce Boxleitner did a concert? No, he didn't. Oh, he wow. He did bring him back alive. That's right. It was a total ripoff of Jake uh, Cutter on uh, Phil Collins on well, uh, Tales of the Gold Monkey. Tales of the Gold Monkey. I was about Wait, to ask you about that one. Yeah, which was right before Raiders Lost Ark, which Tom Selleck should have got. Do you think he? Wait, did you just say Tom Selleck should have got it? Well, no, I meant, but he was uh, initially oh, driving. Yeah, all oh, right, right. Yeah. 
I, I thought you were saying. I'm not going there. <laughs> I thought you were saying, fuck you, Harrison Ford. Yeah, Tom Selling should have been. Tom Selling should have done it. <laughs> you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> Give me my Give me my whip. Ah, oh, dude, this has been awesome. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Like, what else, music-wise or, or movie-wise or? Okay, have you seen anything good on YouTube lately? YouTube. Uh, yeah. I have watched a couple. I've been watching Bob Dylan stuff. And I know I mentioned Bob Dylan a lot, but yeah. it's really, really funny for a guy who's got such an epic career. You don't find very much on him on YouTube yeah. or Google. He's like, he's one of those like really reclusive, kind of mysterious, enigmatic people. Yeah. Like Jeff Lynn, like select interviews and shit. They just don't go hanging around with people and filming shit. Yeah. And uh, everything I can see of Dylan, I love. I, I meant to tell you this story, and I'm going to say it uh, really, really quick. I watched a couple of them. Uh, I started talking about it and got sidetracked. We were talking about thriller wear and all that shit you get from a giant tiger. Yeah. When it's crap. Yeah. I found a shirt, and it was Bob Dylan in the band. Okay. And so I bought it. It's a cheap shirt, but I love it. Yeah. But it's the cover of The Basement Tapes. Are you familiar with that? I think so. Okay. What The Basement Tapes was, was Bob Dylan, you know, when he went electric, he used the Hawks, which was Ronnie Hawkins' band. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they had this house near Dylan's house in New York, and they rented it. So the band and Bob Dylan just showed up there and stayed in the house for like six months. It was just like a random house, okay? Yeah. Recorded all their music. They were saying, I guess, Robbie Robertson was in charge of the yard work and then somebody else did the kitchen work. And they okay. just lived together. So they went down to this fucking concrete basement, which had nothing, with about a hundred different instruments in there. And they all just jammed and recorded to like 150 songs. Oh, wow. And they were fucking epic. Um, I've got some selections. A lot of them have been redone on bootlegs. Because Dylan's just, he's fucking amazing. Yeah. So anyway, he went off with the band, and they recorded all the shit and everything. So I watched this special on it, and I guess there's a guy who lives in this house now. And Garth Hudson from the band, they took him to to the house. And I guess Buddy hasn't really changed the basement that much. Yeah. So he walks in after 50 years and goes, yeah, this is where we had this and this and this, and it was us, and then there was Dylan, and then we just, and it's really something cool to see. Okay. Just, anyway, I'm sorry, I rambled. I will have to check that out. No, it is. It's really, really cool. Check it out. There's a couple, uh... Because Dylan got all reclusive. I don't know if you know much about him, but in 66, he had a really, really bad motorcycle accident. I didn't know that. Yeah, and then he became reclusive and just raised his kids like Jacob and all those others and fucked off. Yeah. And then didn't tour for like 10 years. And so now he's, I don't know, you should check it out. You know what tour I wish I would have seen? And we probably could have gone if if, if we tried. Had he been doing? Yeah. And the heartbreakers backed them up. Right around that, yep. Oh, I love it. I read about it like uh, 
Petty was the opening act, and then they just stayed on the stage to be his backing band when he came out. Uh, you made me cry. Yeah. It was right around, was, um, oh, I, I think he had Southern Accents out at the time. It was. It was Southern Accents. It was right, that was the tour. It was 85. Yeah, and because I've seen that, footage from it. Like uh, Bob, Dylan's, Bob Dylan came up with Empire Burlesque. I don't know if you know any songs about that, but mostly sure. yours, Dark Eyes, Tight Connection to My Heart. It was a great fucking album. If, if you ever get to see the Petty movie, the Petty documentary, Running Down a Dream, there's like a good amount of footage from that tour on it. Oh, I'm totally checking that out. Though. Yeah, they uh, they show some backup footage. I think they're backing him up during Knocking on Heaven's Door in the movie. Nice. Yeah, it's really cool. Every time I turn around, Dylan amazes me more. Like, and I've been following him for like, I don't know if I told you this, but it was dumb. It uh. It was dumb. Okay. Nobody listens. Nobody listens to, to what I say. When you and I were, like you and I have always been. How do I say this without sounding stupid? Oh, go for it, man. You don't sound stupid. You and I have always been soulmates as far as following music and shit that we like this way. No one, I, I know no one else that could. Yeah. Okay. So. You would understand this anyway, in 85 anyway, and I think we were only like 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. I got the, I thought uh, Bob Dylan uh, came up with his first biography. Right. And, because he's, like I said, he had to just go overboard and release a ton of shit, right? So it was his first biography, and I bought it in 1986, and it was called No Direction Home, and I've got it in paperback, the first edition. And it's like the pages have already turned brown and brittle, and it looks like it's like scripture. Oh, wow. And so I don't want to read it, because I read it before. I was going to read it again, and I thought, fuck, I'll bust it. I'm, yeah. I'm already buying you a new Bruce book, because <laughs> of how I am. Right. And this thing's like parchment, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm reading through it, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's inspirational, man. Like, it's really, yeah. really cool. I got sidetracked again. Where was I going? I don't know, but I'll mention this. I finally bought uh, the first Traveling Wolverines album on CD. Did you? Found it for a buck ninety nine at uh, Value Village. Nice. I, I for some reason I had the second one on CD. Yeah. Uh, I used to have the first one on cassette, but I lost all my cassettes in one of the moves. Right. Right. So yeah, it was cool listening to that in the car. I forgot a lot about. I forgot about half the songs on there. Yeah. Thomas bought it on vinyl. I remember you showing me. Yeah. No, I really, really like... Well, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm just going through the tracks in my head, but I, I like the Dylan tracks. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a good Tweeter one. Tweeter and the Monkey Band. Yeah. I already told you about the Tweeter and the Monkey Band playoff, right? Is that all what... The, all the Bruce? Yeah, you, you went through them last time I was at your house, actually. Definitely. And of course, Roy Orbison, right? Unfortunately, yeah. not around for the second album, but yeah. a couple good tracks. 
not alone anymore is great, huh? Yeah, for sure. Anyway, yes, we'll move on. But yes, that is good. I'm glad you got that. I also like the second one. Um, I think one of my favorite tracks off the second album is You Take My Breath Away. Yeah, that's a good one. And, uh, that is a good one. Well, I like them all. They're all great. But yeah. I that's just a pretty song. Just, uh, that song reminds me a lot of, because, uh, of course, Jeff Lynn, right? you got to yeah. realize he seasons everything. Yeah. And when he did Cloud Nine with George Harrison, one of my favorite songs on that album is... Um, is, uh, um, Breath Away from Heaven. That's right. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, that's so pretty. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, um, yeah, Wolverines. Wolverines. <laughs> I, I got nothing. Um, I always, I always kind of thought it would be cool if the Wolverines kids could form a little band. Yeah. Like, Jeff Lynn's got a kid, but he's probably right out of line, right? Yeah. You can get Jacob Dylan, right? Yeah. And you can get, like, if Petty had a kid, you know, that was cool. Yeah. Probably probably not. And, and then you can get Danny Harrison, because I think he'll pretty much do anything. Hey, when you saw Jeff Lynn, they did handle it with care, right? They did. Danny Harrison and Jeff Lynn, yeah. Oh, that's cool. And this other guy that sent, like, where he was, it was cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it was, uh, that, I think that was Thomas's favorite part of the show, actually. That would be pretty cool to see, actually, because part of me wishes, well, not part of me, all of me wishes that they would have toured back when they were together. Uh, I know. But I think, uh, Harrison and I forget who else in the band didn't want to tour. Probably Jeff Lynn. Yeah, Jeff Lynn's pretty, uh, pretty private. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, there was a lot of neurosis there with uh, George Harrison. Yeah. At that time, too. When everything, you know, he never really got over the John Lennon thing, right? Yeah. So he didn't really want to tour or do anything publicly. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think uh, we've reached the end of uh, the recording process. Oh, no. Because I can only put up, like, about an hour or so on each podcast. So we've reached that oh, point. How long have we been on? Um... Over an hour, but there's a little bit of editing to do. Yeah, there would be. But um, if you want to stick around for a minute after we finish recording, we can, like, say a proper goodbye. Let's but do that. But uh, I want to say thank you for uh, for doing this with me, because I've been wanting to get some new material up on the podcast, and I just, because of what's going on in the world, and because of everything being canceled, I haven't had a chance to get out and do anything. So, really appreciate it, man. Actually, you know what? This does sound silly. It's not like I don't like seeing it face to face, but this is a different dynamic, and I kind of like it. Yeah, when's the last time we had a talking? There's no distractions, right? What is the last time we had a phone conversation? Like the '90s, maybe? Uh, When your phone number was six eight four eight one six nine, and you lived at Forty Six Park Avenue. That's yeah, and I haven't lived there since '94 '95. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, I don't like to talk on the phone, actually. With you, I do. I don't normally do it either. Like, my mom I is the only one. text and say somebody and go, LOL, you're the best. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing this, and hopefully, like, 
hopefully the world gets a little better like soon so that maybe next time we can see face to face and you know we're god damn it we're gonna do those steve winwood shirts we are we are yeah <laughs> we have to we're gonna be missing out on all our concerts now yeah are you missing out on me what's that are you missing out on any concerts? Not yet. I put in a request for the casino to see uh, Cheap Trick and ZZ Top, but that wasn't going to be till June. Mm. And then once everything gets going back again, I'm hoping that we're going to find some tour that you and I can cover again. Well, actually, I was, it was dumb. I didn't launch it to you yet or mention it because I didn't know if it was going to happen. But I thought it would be fun if you and I took a road trip. Yeah. And spent seven hours on the road and drove to Aurelia to see Colin and Ringo Starr. I would do that. I know. I was considering doing it. But yeah. I canceled. That would be like probably an overnight thing, though, because you don't want to drive well, we 14 hours. Have, and... But the thing was, you got passes for Rick Springfield, right, at the casino? Yeah. You could easily use your 80s influence to say you wanted to see Colin Hay and see if the casino would participate. Oh, probably. Dude, if we do Farm 8, I'm going to request press passes. Oh, yes, <laughs> but I'm just saying you can at least put it in, because, I mean, after fucking eight hours of driving, it's, it's going to cost. Oh, for but sure. I think, it'd be, I think it'd be cool for us to do. You know what? They reschedule that after this whole thing is done and, and everything, and we'll, we'll request it if you want to do it. Well, it might even be in a more local casino because you don't know how they're going to be able to reschedule. You don't know how this is going to go, right? Oh, for sure. Like, I already missed, um, I bought tickets, and I don't even know if I paid for them yet, but I had tickets for uh, John Hyatt and Lyle Lovett. When was that supposed to be? End of April, so I'm sure it's canceled. Oh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, and I haven't received. But the other one I wanted to see was John Prine. In yeah. Hamilton, at where we saw Crowded House, John Prine was playing there, and that'll be canceled too. It was within the, a few weeks after that. Hamilton places I've requested different shows, and they haven't gotten back to me for anything, so I don't know. No. No. Well, I was thinking, of, like I would have liked to have seen. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would have gone to see John Prine. I, the, the old John Hyatt, Lila, the first concert I'll ever go to by myself. Have you ever done that? I, I haven't done that yet, actually. Just movies. No, that's the first. That's the first time I'll ever done that. So, but yeah, it's canceled. Hopefully, yeah. when this shit is done, like we'll find another concert we can go to and review because it's been a, it's been too long, my friend. No, it definitely has, Jay. It has. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, stick around for a minute after we're done recording, and uh, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, stay safe. Yes, that's right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening. To hear more We Got the Geek, check us out at www.wegotthegeek.com and on iTunes.